0: like to welcome to the show uh, richie faulkner of elegant weapons um and also you might know him from another band a small band called judas priest uh, <laughs> at the moment um but yeah we're here to talk about um his new album a uh, horn for a halo uh which is out on the 28th of may um by nuclear blast we- um records uh welcome richie
1: Brother, how are you, man? It's a pleasure to be here. Thanks for all the support, and uh, yeah, looking forward to yakking away about the new record, man.
0: Excellent, excellent. I was just saying to before I hit record, I've been, I've, I've literally been playing this all day, um and I went to go pick up my daughter earlier, and I had it playing in the car, and she goes, "Oh, what's, she's we... like,
1: what's this rubbish?"
0: <laughs> and I, she was like, "What's she's like?" At first, she was like, "What's the name of this band?" She was like, "Elegant Weapon." She's thirteen, so she's she's kind of with it, but you know, she's not, she's not the Actually, she's probably the most into rock music out of my daughters. So, that's <laughs> fun. but she really loved the track Bitter Pill. Um, oh, cool. I know this is a track, like, no one's heard this track yet, apart from obviously yeah. and such. But um, she was like, listening to it, I really like this track. Then. What's it called? And uh, I should just tap my phone and we'll, you know, you'll find out. And um, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> just as a, a thing today, just to give you a little like boost.
1: Oh, that's great. That's Maybe great. Just- I mean, that, that's all you can hope for, really. I mean, obviously, we come from legacy bands you know myself with priest and hopefully we can take the torch and pass it on to the the younger generations and hopefully they you know they dig it and come to shows and, and, and in turn they they start bands and start music and take that dna into their generation so that's all we can hope for really
0: no definitely definitely and uh, i was i was sort of surprised because she i mean she likes she likes acdc and stuff like it's always been my little rocker um, parenting
1: done right there sir parenting yes. done right
0: yeah yeah just t- try and steer him away from k-pop at the moment but i'm i'm losing that <laughs> um
1: because
0: that is a relentless relentless music scene that one um but yeah no it's um it, it's it's like the album itself and we'll, we'll talk about it in the moment but what i want to do is 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 get like an origin story of this band because you've got quite a few sort of names in there like obviously yourself um you had in the studio you had um uh scott travis on drums which is obviously one of your um people in in priest as well um and you had Rex brown on bass as well a legendary bassist right there uh i've
1: been blessed blessed (laughs) fortunate i mean it's unbelievable the the people that are connected with this record i've been just so lucky uh obviously scott um I've been connected with for the last 12 odd years uh, with Priest. And I always promised Scott, like if I, if I ever did anything outside of Priest that he'd get first refusal. And I was just lucky that he was able to do the record, you know, uh, Rex as well. I mean, Rex Brown, I mean, what a legend. I called him up. He's a friend of mine. I called him up and said, Rex, you know, I've got this record. Would you be able to play on it? And uh, I, I, it was just a, a stab in the dark, really. I just thought I'd, I was pushing me luck a bit asking Rex you know, and he said, yeah, he'd he love the songs and he'd love to do it. And uh, I mean, I, I couldn't believe it, really. I mean, obviously, you know, the commitments with Pantera, yeah. um, there wouldn't be any live stuff with Rex. But I mean, just having Rex and Scott and Ronnie, I mean, on a record, uh, incredibly fortunate. And then moving forward with Christopher Williams from Accept, yeah. Davey Rimmer from Uriah Heep and Ronnie Romero. I mean, again, just blessed with a phenomenal group of musicians and friends, really. Yeah. uh to surround myself with i mean they make me sound good so that that's the secret really you know that is,
0: that is always the secret isn't it with bands it's got to surround exactly. you
1: know them. just yeah. make surround yourself with phenomenal musicians and uh the rest will take care of itself
0: no definitely that's that's good advice for anyone out there that one um i mean rex brown's he's he's one of my favorite bassists um because bass is my sort of like weapon of choice if you will or it was mm. like years ago and he was one of the like driving kind of like forces to the sort of style that i had which was very kind of like uh gritty almost raw but just a lot of groove but a lot of power and grit basically
1: exactly that funny you should use the word weapon of choice actually that's where the name comes from the elegant weapons oh. it is about the, the i'm looking at one right now the flying v is my weapon of choice yeah and it's beautiful but it's deadly and you know that. that's where the name comes from but when rex sent the bass tracks through that's exactly what they were they were dirty they were groovy they were just it it gave a vibe that was unmatched you know and these guys you don't have to say do this or do that you just say do what you do yeah and you know what you're getting when you get Rex Brown on bass you don't have to tell him what to do you know what you're getting uh and it's just it was phenomenal when those bass tracks went down and uh yeah I mean if I heard Rex you know like that, I think that would be my weapon of choice if I had to decide now.
0: No, that's... it's. I mean, it sounds amazing. I mean, anyone... There's a couple of tracks people can go listen to now, because um, when this comes out, the album won't be out yet. But um, I know you've got <laughs> Do or Die out, um and you've got... A, is it is it the video accompanying that one, or is it the... I can't, there was a video with that, wasn't there? Do or Die. Do
1: or Die is a video, yeah, we're in a, a retro uh, pinball arcade, yeah. which... Kind of summarizes the message of do or die, play the game, take the shot. You know, shoot your shot. You know, and do it a thousand percent. That was the kind of uh, sentiment behind the the song, and the, so the pinball arcade was the uh, the perfect choice for the video, really.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. And you've got uh, blind leading the blind as well. That was the other track you've released out for people to listen to right now. Uh, yeah,
1: blind leading the blind. Basically. I mean, it's self-explanatory, really, the, the title. But the video, we went the political angle because it is a bit more dramatic visually, um, and just the fact that you know, sometimes there's people in power that lead, you know, they they have people, they have our trust, and they don't necessarily know what they're doing. You know, I'm, you know, <laughs> I'm a I'm a relatively new father, and I'm trying to lead my daughter in the best way that I know, and I don't have a clue what I'm doing either. So, but you know, it's the same kind of thing. But the political angle or the religious angle that always has more drama. So that's the way we went with the video.
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I can I can totally align with that, with uh, having children. And even now, there uh, I've got a stepdaughter who's almost 20. I've got a 15-year-old. I've got a 13-year-old. And, I, you know, I still don't know what I'm doing half the time.
1: It is the blind eating the blind, man. I totally yeah. relate to you.
0: Yeah, totally, totally. Um, I was going to say, it doesn't get any easier either. So just... So you've Brilliant. Got Thanks for you. <laughs> All right, <laughs> just give me that little that little bit of hope there. Uh not really, but yeah. Um, so, um, I was going to say off, off the album as well. I really love the title track, um, Horn for Halo, Horn for, uh, Horns for a Halo. Um, it was one of my favourite tracks off the album. Um, it's proper proper, it's just real heavy, kind of dark. Um, kind of gave me I don't like like naming sort of like bands and sound, like, but like a Dio, a, a Sabbath, like sort of real sort of groovy feel to it was that was that the sort of aim with that track or is it you know obviously you want your own style but you're paying homage to those who have come before us as well
1: A thousand percent you hit the nail on the head I remember when I uh first of all it's, it's one of my favorite tracks as well nice. um when I wrote I remember writing the riff to that song the main riff um you know you have got to you've got to save it as something so i uh, you know you save the file and i called it as a working title i called it iomi because i thought oh, this reminds me of like something iomi might write you know that kind of the same feeling i get when i hear you know sabbath yeah you know uh, and those influences i don't think should be uh you know, I don't think you should be ashamed of those influences. I'm proud of those. I've always been proud of my influences. I think they've been, you know, just as a guitar player, it's been Zach Wilde, it's been Michael Schenker, it's been Dave Murray, uh, and I've never shied away from them. And this is no different. I'm proud of my influences musically. So, um, so yeah, it's, it's Sabbath, it's Alice in Chains, it's Dio, it's all that type of stuff. And uh, it's there for the world to see, you know. I'm proud of those influences. So, yeah, you're absolutely right.
0: No, that's amazing. I mean, I was, I was, I was gonna like throw in some like I was gonna say grunge, sort of the darker side. So, you know, Alice in Chains, Stone Temple Pilots, that that sort of vibe to it, um, as well. But no, exactly. Don't shy hit, away from it. Hit the from... nail on the head, man. <laughs> that's amazing. That's good because I like to some some artists I've spoken to are like, oh yeah, but we were going for our own thing, and and and. But I was always like. I've always been a thing of like we always pay homage to what came before me. So what came before me was Sabbath, what came before me in fact was Priest, stuff like that. I mean, I've got I've got records behind me like proper vinyl records of all those bands. Um and some of the music I used to write even though it was in a sort of like different um different subgenre that was always there were always elements of those those bands in there. So, you know, if it was, you know, Guns and Roses, if it was Sabbath, if it was you know those bands, and like- the thing is,
1: the thing is, man. You know the, these bands; they're they're legendary bands. It will never. I mean, you can pay homage to these bands. It will never be like them. You know, um hold on, I mean, batteries game. You'll never be them. The you know, it's always going to sound. I mean, you get Ronnie. You know, you could try as hard as you want to sound like Sabbath. You're never going to sound like Sabbath. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. Yep. you can you can pay homage to it and you know you, you're going to get your own sound anyway you're gonna there's four musicians in a band they're all going to come together and create something unique hopefully so i don't think there's anything wrong with paying homage you, you're going to create something unique by default you know
0: yeah yeah no definitely definitely um but how how did the like you know what was the sort of like catalyst of bringing your own band together because obviously you're, you're let see we'll go into your your um health emergency you had a few years ago um but you've been touring (laughs) yeah (laughs) that's kind of like i'm just sugarcoating it aren't i uh but like you've been touring with with um with priest i know you joined them like they've been sort of had a farewell tour going and things like that and it's kind of one of those things that kind of kept going which which is nothing wrong because i've seen priest a few times um and fantastic and i've I've seen you with them in fact and um you know what 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 sort of like pushed you to sort of you know create your own band what was your sort of impetus behind that
1: well you kind of touched on it a little bit there really when i joined the band it was the farewell tour so i mean i would have been silly really not to consider what i was going to do after that um and i had a conversation with glenn tipton about the fact that free not going to be around for 20 25 years this is the farewell tour. Um, You know, that was just the reality of the situation. I mean, luckily, as you said, priest is still around, you know, 12 years later, putting out new music, doing tours and the world's a better place for it. Um, But at the time it was put in my brain that, you know, I better start thinking about what I'm going to do after this, you know, Um, uh, and, you know, 10 years later, I had the opportunity to do it. And I didn't want to kind of get the gig with Priest and then all of a sudden put my own thing out either. I wanted to dedicate my musical life to Priest as well. You know, they welcomed me in, the fam fans welcomed me in. I wanted to dedicate, uh, you know, that that was my band now. You know, that was I was part of that. Um, and that was the way I wanted it to be. I think when the pandemic rolled in, uh, we weren't touring the, you know, no one was doing anything. And I had some time there to sort of evaluate some ideas that I've been working on, maybe some some songs, ideas. And did I have anything that I could put out? And uh did I have an EP or an album or a band? And, and just kind of take stock of any ideas that I had. And um the pandemic kind of allowed me the opportunity to be able to do that. And uh, I wanted something that stood on its own sonically outside of priest uh, uh and i went from there really and um and that, that's basically what i did so it was kind of a long process it's always been in the back of my mind yeah but uh the pandemic enabled me the time to be able to do that
0: okay all right cool and obviously coming out of the pandemic priest back on the road and then uh well let's go into your 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 health scare you had an aortic aneurysm is that correct was yeah. that the, the the technical term
1: yeah I think it was uh, uh, my other half gets this right I always get this wrong it was a, a co- complete aortic dissection and aneurysm so the whole thing uh, the, our aorta goes from up the top here yeah. all the way down to our groin and the whole thing dissected um, which means <laughs> it's split the whole thing split and the aneurysm was around this area here so that okay. to get in there and open my chest up and, you know, it was during painkiller, which was, you know, of course it was during painkiller. You know, we'll it, it, if it was going to be any time, it was going to be then, wasn't it? You know, it wasn't going to be under controlled circumstances or anything like that. It was going to be during a gig. Um, but ironically, it was lucky that it was at a gig because I was four miles away from one of the leading heart hospitals in the US. Okay. Uh, I could see the the gig from the hospital window like it was that close so um it was one of those situations where everything lined up and it kind of saved my life really the the situation if it was going to happen the situation the the situation that it happened under kind of couldn't have been any better if that makes sense yeah um and so i came out the other end luckily and uh i'm I'm talking to you now so
0: um i mean that's amazing in itself like like just sort of you're explaining exactly what had kind of happened and i'm like that is just like medically i, I mean i'm not a medical person in, in that respect so i don't understand everything yeah like it just sounds so crazy and and obviously have it being near one of the leading heart specialists or you know general special it's just it was not like it was meant to be but it, like you said it couldn't have happened at a better time or a better place exactly
1: that. exactly That's, i mean
0: it could have been it could have happened at any point i suppose is it one of those things or was it the fact that like you were like you know being very energetic and like exerting yourself on stage and was that what caused it or do you know like anything that that was the trigger for it well
1: they say it was high blood pressure but i don't know that high blood pressure would have caused a complete aortic dissection. i don't I, do, I, I don't know man it's one know. of those anomalies <laughs> whenever i talk to whenever i talk to doctors about it they're like they're scratching their ears they don't understand it yeah. so. Okay. You know, uh, you know, you could get into the, you know, the theories of what it could have been, but that you know that's for another that's for a, another conversation. But well,
0: that's uh, quite,
1: isn't it? <laughs> yeah, but you know, it, it, like, you know, people don't normally get to the hospital. Uh, they, they normally go down and they don't get up. So just the fact that I got to the hospital uh, and they were able to operate and able to save my life was just, I mean, a miracle in itself. They, they're they're the miracle workers, you know. Um, but it's uh you know when you when you come to and you start reading because obviously you don't know anything about it until it happens yeah. when you start reading about what happened and exactly what it is you start realizing how lucky you were um so it's uh you know every day getting back to what we we're saying like every day that goes by is just you know you, you count your blessings you know I'm able to make music I'm able to tour I'm able to play uh you know uh, I'm able to talk to you. You know what I mean. I'm, I'm incredibly lucky to be here, still doing what I'm doing, and uh, other people aren't so fortunate. So I count my blessings every day.
0: Oh, I mean that's fantastic. I mean, what, what sort of like, you know, obviously coming back to playing from from something like that. Uh, you know, are you back playing live now? Are you are you uh, still haven't ventured onto stage yet? Is there, I don't, you know, is there what you know what was the is there a fear that you know it, was there a fear there or anything or was it well I went
1: down at the end of September and I was back on stage at the beginning of March the following year so um I was determined to do it you know I was because it, it kept me going you know it, it kind of helped it was like a medicine to have that target to get back to to get back to normal to get back on stage to get back on the horse so to speak it kind yeah. of um you know it it was important for me to do that whether it was right or wrong I don't know But um, I I went through cardiac rehab and made sure that I was fit enough to do it. Um, And funny enough, they they were one of the questions that they, you know, they asked me some questions and they said, do you do you wear anything uh, on stage that might be different than normal? You know, the, the the reason that they were asking me is because they had to make sure that I was drinking enough fluids. Uh, so the medication would work. And they said, do you wear anything on stage that might impede that? I'm like, well, yeah, actually, uh, I wear leather and studs and all this silliness. Cause, <laughs> so they, they had to take that into consideration. So I was getting enough fluids so the medication would work, you know. So that that was a funny thing, really, that I had to kind of go into detail with the surgeons w- w- about all the leather and studs. But no, it was it was imperative for me that I got back on stage and, and got back to what I, what I do. And that's that's yeah. part of who I am, you know.
0: And did not change your sort of lifestyle? Did it make any lifestyle changes for you or anything like that? Was it? Have you changed anything um, since then? You know, have you? You know, obviously special diets or obviously medications going to help. But you know, was there anything like consciously they said you cannot do this anymore, or you sort of are you back to health now?
1: I'm I'm very lucky. I keep saying it. I'm very lucky, very fortunate. Uh, it's blood. It's medication for the rest of my life, uh, and I, I have to watch how many greens i eat uh funny enough because my heart's fine it's i have to watch how thick my blood is i've I've got a, a mechanical valve okay So it means i have to make sure that my blood is thin enough to go through the valve but not too thin that i bleed out if i cut myself so uh eating greens thickens your blood because of the vitamin k in it so that's the stuff i've got to be careful of crazily enough yeah. uh and and again like people <laughs> lose their limbs they lose their eyes they lose their you know people lose a lot more than what I've got to go through so again i'm incredibly fortunate it's it's a it's something it's a challenge sometimes and it's uh it's something i've got to live with for the rest of my life but in comparison to what other people have to go through it it's nothing and i'm very lucky just to have to deal with that
0: definitely definitely and 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 how did that i mean did that influence your album so like when 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 creating obviously because i know you, cre- you put the, a lot of thought into this during like lockdown and stuff like that um and you know how how did that did the, or has this moment influenced this album did it, it did it reaffirm that you wanted to do something like so- well
1: luckily it was already recorded um when i went down oh. um but i needed to get it mixed uh mastered packaged artwork done uh label secured that sort of stuff um after I, I came out the other side um but it was important really when when i was able to do it i called up management and i said listen I, i'm i'm healthy enough i feel like i can do it let's get back on with it because i want to do it as i said to you before it was important for me to get back on the horse and um and do it because like you never know what's around the corner. It's, uh, you never know how long we've got left. Um, You know, even, even you could be at the, you know, the the peak physical condition uh, playing painkiller with Judas Priest and you go down. You know, you you never know what's around the corner. So, uh, it was, it was important for me to get it finished, get it out and and continue as soon as I could. So, it, you know, it didn't change really, but it it kind of, it focused me. It got me uh, thinking about let's get back and do it let's get back and finish it and let's continue let's let's carry on this is who i am um i don't know how long i've got left no one knows how long they've got so if you've got something to say you've got something to do or put out there then let's get on and do it you know and uh don't hang around I'll i'll sleep when i'm dead you know and i almost did but uh that, that's the kind of philosophy really let's keep going and do what you do and do it to the best of your ability
0: I mean, you like saying that. I mean, you would have gone out at uh, possibly one of the most sort of like heavy metal rock moments, and it would never have been. I mean, it won't be forgotten as it is, but <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. no, it would it
1: would have been a story for sure. I mean, it's a shame I wouldn't have been around to tell it, but, no, you know, but
0: it's good that you are around to tell it. Like that's what makes it even more legendary. It's like you're here. I understand
1: what you mean. It, it's definitely uh It's uh, I mean, I, I wish I wouldn't have gone through it, but uh, it, it's it's a story for sure you know what I mean definitely
0: um so with with that in mind with the band in mind um what what are your plans obviously the album comes out next month um and what what what, do you have any touring plans at all or anything are you gonna bring it over here
1: well yeah it was uh it's a priority really um I didn't want to be a band that puts out a record um and that's it I wanted a band that Puts out a record, does live dates, does tours, does support slots, does headlining tours, goes back in the studio, does album number two, number three, you know, grows and evolves like that. You know, that's always been my priority in any band that I've been in. Um, So album's coming out, as you said, next month. Uh, We are coming over to Europe in June and July, doing some festival dates. We've got some dates with Pantera. Um, We're doing Hellfest. We're doing grass pop. We're doing... Um, I think we're doing Steelhouse Festival in the UK in July um, that at the moment is our only UK show but hopefully we're going to get more and then beyond that we're looking at other opportunities you know before the Priest Machine starts up again uh, and obviously Christopher's still with Accept he's out at the moment with Accept Davey uh, he's still with Uriah Heep and Ronnie's doing Dates with uh, Michael um, so we're still in other bands um, so We've got to work around that. But as as long as we can and we can get opportunities with Elegant Weapons, we're going to get them. So as I said, it's the drive to take this band out on the road and take it to the fans and evolve as a band and then go back in the studio at some point and record album number two. Um, So it's a very sort of important priority for all of us to take this band on the road. So we're doing that very soon in June.
0: Excellent. No, I'll be. I'm looking forward to seeing it. Um, hopefully, um, I'll be able to catch you while you're in the UK. Um, I don't know if I'm going to be attending Steelhouse or not yet, but we'll find out. What you
1: could have lied there, man. Just lied Just say yeah, I'll see have, you I there. Got, no one's going to know.
0: I know. I know. I know. I, I, I'm too honest. Um, but um, no, I was just like, uh, what was I going to say? It was. It was. Um, ha, ha, like with with the like guys you're with in the band and guys you recorded with and guys you got for your live set, like obviously their main, everyone's your main bat, like being priest and everything, like take priority when they, when that starts rolling, then you're in priest mode. Um, But logistic wise, like how, how is that like sort of obviously with, with um, accept and you're a heap and all that kind of stuff. How does that, like, that must be kind of a mild headache, like just logistic wise. Is it something that you guys have like, even like collectively thought about to sort of like get out on the road? and said okay we're not doing anything here and then and it's sort of making sure that there's kind of other bands aren't doing things at the same time
1: well yeah obviously it's a consideration um at the moment you know um with with a new band like this we've got to consider everyone's bread and butter you know you can't just say well you're not doing that anymore you're doing this you know you, uh, you know but you know i think the 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 long view is that we're all in legacy bands that, you know, I don't, you know, they're not going to be, not going to be around maybe as long as we are. Yeah. Um, so at some point, you know, I, I spoke earlier on about carrying the torch into the future. Um, you know, if, if, and when these bands decide to call it a day, we can then take that DNA, take that legacy, in elegant weapons into the future, you know. Uh, at the moment, obviously those bands are still going, and obviously we want them to go as long as they they can. But if that day ever comes, we can then obviously the logistics become a bit easier. It becomes it becomes uh, you know this becomes it, you know, because yeah. we've laid the groundwork for it. But until that point, we just have to work around it, and that's that's why we're all here. You know, the, partly the reason I'm talking to you is because of the band. Yeah. that i'm in you know and I, i'm grateful for that and i understand that but um hopefully one day uh that will be part of the the story and um you know we'll all be able to move forward into the future because of it you know yeah. um and until then as i said it will just be part of the logistics that we will have to deal with
0: okay uh, that's all good i was just like because i've spoken to a few sort of bands that have other bands going on and it's always mind-boggling because whenever I was in I was always in one band I've never been in multiple bands so I've never had that kind of like moment of like where does my where do I go from here you know Um but I was always curious how that works but no that sounds like you know obviously you know where your like you say bread and butter is made Um but you also consider what will happen after that as well which is you know what needs yeah. to happen There's always...
1: as I said you know I don't think any of us would would, would be here without those motherships that we're in you know and no one no one would care <laughs> you know <laughs> so we're you know we're grateful for that um so th- that's just the way it is cool. but um you know we'll see what happens in the future
0: cool well i've got a couple of questions there for you if that's all right it's a couple of quick ones uh and then i'll let you get on with the rest of your day um i'm sure you've got a few more of these to do on this, this is your last one i don't know but you probably i think got i've got them. a couple more yeah up and all. all right. I won't keep you too long then. Um. So, um, what I want to know from you, if you could, um, basically I'll ask everyone these questions, but it's basically, um, if you could pinpoint three albums that that really kind of like pivotal for you. So not necessarily your favorite albums, but albums that kind of like when you heard that you wanted to play guitar, or you wanted to be in a band, or you know, and uh, and yeah, just those sort of bad like, those sort of albums. Could you pinpoint? three
1: electric daddy land yeah specifically voodoo child yeah um probably iron maiden power slave nice. or no live after death i think it probably was okay yep um because that really was a band on the stage you know what i mean it wasn't yeah. a band in the studio with uh production stuff it was a, it was a band on stage so live after death and maybe oh, the third one's tough because uh, I don't want to leave any of any of them out you know there's tons <laughs> of them um,
0: like the first metal album you heard
1: first metal album it was either Master of Puppets or I always get confused if it was Master of Puppets or Injustice for All. Okay. It was one of them.
0: One of those two. Well, they're two solid albums. <laughs> all all four of those albums you've mentioned are completely solid. And, you know, I mean, they're good pivotal points as well. Um, you know, it's it's one of those things. It's just a random question I like to ask just to sort of see what people were listening to and what sort of changed them, what put them into where they a path where they are now. So, yeah. still listen to them
1: still still refer to them when i'm lost yeah in the in the sea of uh notes you know i'll always go back to them and you know for guidance you know
0: yeah no that's excellent that's excellent um finally uh what are your hobbies away from music so when you're not producing music for um elegant weapons or, or or judas priest or anything like that what what do you do do
1: you know i like to eat i like i like to eat uh i i like a good margarita Okay, good. Um, and I I paint Warhammer forty thousand. I, I paint Space oh, Marines. Fantastic. Like a like a good nerd. Yeah. Um, what else do I do? I collect Star Wars stuff.
0: I was gonna. I, was gonna, I can show uh, you this. I do this, which is in the Warhammer family. Uh,
1: Necromunda. Ah, mm-hmm. ah.
0: So everything around me behind here, I've got like paint pots and brushes and stuff
1: so <laughs> Dude, it's
0: almost like uh you
1: can't say that stuff but like i don't care like because i'm in judas priest so i'll say what the <laughs> fuck I'll, hey, you know
0: i don't you know i think it doesn't like i can i happily tell people that this is what i do so you know
1: i don't know if this is true or not but it seems to be a rapidly expanding thing and i don't know if that's just because i've got uh more involved in it recently uh you know you you see things that you know the algorithm like you the more you see it the more the more you click on it the more you see it. i don't know if that's the case but it just seems to be more of it around uh more people getting involved uh but i love it man i, I can sit there for hours and put on like the blade runner soundtrack and, and paint some uh paint some white scars or whatever um yeah. but i i love collecting <laughs> amplifiers and guitars uh that's what i like doing uh, what else do I do? I love playing with my, my daughter yep. uh, and my dog. Um I love collecting uh well my, my recent collection is uh ninja turtles. Oh cool I just got a collection of originals uh from eighty eighty eight, I think it is. Okay. Um they're actually they're actually over there. I don't know if you can see them, they're actually over there on the wall.
0: <laughs> uh, in the packets. Is that was in the yeah. yeah in the blister packs? Oh nice.
1: Yeah. <laughs> no <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, I like collecting things, but yeah, that's basically it, really. Um, what else? They're they're, they're the main things.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: yeah. amplified is a, is a main thing. I, I like I like white Marshalls, old white Marshalls. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it, it, you know, uh, that's about it.
0: Oh, that's all solid stuff, right there. I like I like the Warhammer connection though. That's good. That's like they yeah, bro. Be like
1: literal, literal heavy metal. I mean, if you look at the Firepower record, and then you look at um, uh, Eldar, I think they're Eldar Titans, and you can see there's uh, there's some references there. I, I sent the uh, the artist uh, some ideas when we were coming up with the Firepower. I don't know if this is common knowledge or not, but uh, I sent the artist some. Ideas for what we were seeing for the the character for the Firepower record. And I sent him some Eldar Titans. And there's, there's definitely some references from Warhammer on there, uh, yeah. you know, from the, okay. the Firepower record. So, uh, so yeah.
0: so work now. And, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's That's amazing. Yeah, I love that um but yeah no cool uh richie thank you very much um i really appreciate your time and um yeah good luck with the record and everything hopefully i'm coming up to steel um forgot the name it's still f-
1: come on come oh, on
0: i will try and get to that <laughs> festival <laughs>